when I was in my meditation, I went back into remembering back when I was very young. <clears throat> I used to tell my mother and my friends, who thought I was absolutely crazy at the time, that um, you know, I, could, I could speak God's language. And when they would ask me what that was, I said, I don't know, but I can speak God's language. God speaks a different language, and I can understand it. And I knew that the language is loving, but at the time I really didn't have a lot of vocabulary for all of that. And so people just kind of blew it off. And then um, my brother came to me one time and said, I heard you're telling people that you can speak God's language. What is it? And I said, well, I don't know. I don't know languages and what God's language is. And he said, well, how do you know it then? And I said, because I knew it before I was born. And it's like my first language. And he really didn't understand that. And then later he came back. He says, well, is it Hebrew? I said, no. He's, he says, is it Aramaic? I said, I don't know. I don't think so. And he said, is it Arabic? And I said, I told you. I don't know. And then he said, I know. It's Sanskrit. Everybody's doing <laughs> Sanskrit now. That's the language of God. And he didn't even ask me. He just said that and, and left it at that. And so it got me thinking and, and asking inside, well, what is this that's taking place inside, this language that I seem to hear and know and understand and, and move in? It was like a movement <clears throat> of awareness. And finally, I realized that God's language to our consciousness is a language of symbols. Isn't it true that when we dream, we really dream in symbols quite often? A lot of symbology in dreams. And in outer ritual, we do a lot of symbology. There's a lot of symbols when you go to church, when you go to church service, when you attend something of a spiritual nature. There's ritual, there's action, and in all of that, there's symbology. And so I began to look at symbols as a way of understanding my own spiritual self better. And that's where... I began to really pay attention to dreams. And I realized that if we are going to really understand this divine flow inside of us, we have to learn to live more from the inner, in the inner, and not try to bring the outer to the inner and, and understand it through outer interpretation and understanding. We want to go in in our meditation and into our inner experience in innocence and not knowing. Go there not knowing nothing. I know absolutely nothing. But all I do know is that I'm here in my meditation to just love God and let God love me and to live in that movement of loving. And then out of that movement of loving, the awareness and the understanding and how to move and live in the inner will come. But so many people, when they go into meditation, they go into meditation taking all these thoughts, all these ideas, all these beliefs with them into the inner. And they try to make the inner work according to what they believe it's supposed to do. And it's very funny because I was sitting here in meditation and I, I began to watch some of that going on. And 
spirit coming in and trying to work within the framework of our want, of how we want it to be, how we think it should be, what we expect to happen. And spirit's diligently just working, trying to move the simplicity of God into this complex belief system that we've got running and we're trying to put on God and tell God, well, this is what it's supposed to look like. So now make my spiritual life like this. And God's going, but it's so much easier if you just relax into it and just be in it rather than trying to put something on it and define it the way you want to define it. So the one thing I saw today is that I would like for you to begin to understand if that's what you're doing in meditation, that you're going into meditation with expectations, with a belief system, this is how it's supposed to be, this is how it's supposed to look, this is the color it's supposed to be, or whatever, let it go. Let it go. Because that's not going to bring you into a true level of meditation. It isn't about the mind. And that's all the mind. That's the mind trying to make it happen the way it wants it to happen. So that it feels good about itself. I want it square, I want it three feet by three feet, I want it this, I want it that. And we go in there trying to make it all work into that, that mold that the mind has given us to have in meditation. So that we think that we've had a good meditation at the mind level. But if we go into meditation innocent, open, vulnerable, and just loving, loving ourselves and loving God and letting God love us, then we can move into a real divine flow, not the mind's flow, but into a divine flow of inner experience. In the inner world, the realms of soul, the realms of spirit are very, very different than this realm. It is very, very different from the mind or the emotions, or the body consciousness. It's very different. This is a very poor reflection, a very, very poor reflection of the true. So it is similar. It's almost, it looks like, but it isn't it. For one thing, do you think your soul looks like your body? No. Your soul is pure light. Your soul is pure loving. It doesn't look like this physical form. But it will take on the expression and the look of this physical form so that you can participate and you can feel like you're moving into it and participating. Or it may take on another form of light or of sound, or of just pure loving and movement and motion. And the thing to do is to go into meditation every day, every time. Not with expectation, but allow it to be what it's going to be. It's very interesting because for me it is very different every time. And as I was meditating today, 
all of a sudden they started showing me all these different meditations I've had recently and all the different experiences I've had and how I've seen myself and how I've experienced myself and how I've experienced myself in spirit and how I've experienced spirit in myself. And it was all very different. It isn't the same every time. And it definitely does not match what the mind would want it to be. The mind wants it to be what it wants it to be because then you'll stay stuck in the mind. You'll follow the mind. You'll continue to search and wander after the mind. And the mind is ever looking down and out into the world and will take you on a journey further and further out into the world. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that's not the pathway of meditation that we're on. If you're on a passive meditation action, such as what the Buddhists do, sitting quietly in a passive action and letting it come to you, then that's going to be an action where, in a sense, the mind is going to bring to you what it wants to bring to you. But if you're in an active meditation, it's very different. The passive meditation is one of stillness, of quiet, of presence, of beingness right here. But active meditation is focusing inward and upward and sharing your loving and being in the movement of loving and being in that action of giving and receiving. It's an active action of meditation. And in that action, it takes you on a very different experience. So if your meditation is more silent and centered and quiet, that's good because it's a good place to start. But in that quiet, in that centeredness, find that way by which you can begin to share your loving with God because that's what this relationship is all about. That's what this meditation is all about is to gain once again an understanding of how to have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with God. It isn't about anything in the world. It isn't about ritual. It isn't about the outer. It isn't about magic. It isn't about power. It isn't about gaining anything in the world. It is about you having a relationship with God. And that relationship with God is everything. And once you have that relationship with God, you will not let it go. You will not sacrifice it. You will not give it up. As long as you keep living in that divine flow of the loving. And I have witnessed people, both in this lifetime and in other lifetimes, who turn back into the world, turn back to the mind. And even after walking up and being in God fully, they have once again gotten caught up in the ego and the mind and the world and turned away from God and allowed themselves to get caught back up in the world and build their world around them in, in the physical. And there's nothing wrong with that because that is part of their journey. And there's nothing wrong with having both, the inner and the outer, in balance and harmony and full expression that's what we want. We want to live in harmony and balance with all of creation. 
And we want to be able to live in any part of creation at any given moment in awareness, in action, and in loving. So whether we're in the body or when they're in the spirit, or we're in the body focused in the spirit, or we're in spirit focused in the body, whatever it might be in that moment, live that fully. So how do you live a meditation fully? Because most of the time, it's either the mind dragging you around, the emotions beating you up, Judgment, 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 hate, 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 disturbance, disturbance, blame, blame, blame. Or it's the ego ever trying to pump you up and say how great you are and what you're going to be and oh my God, you don't have to do anything, it's just going to come to you and whatever that might be. The process of meditation is one of rising above all of that which is of this world and of this body, rising above it all. And the way you do that is you slowly detach yourself from the mind, from the emotions, from the body. So in meditation, and you're seated, and you're in meditation, focusing inward and upward, you just keep bringing all your awareness, all your attention here to the seat of the soul. This is where God dwells inside of you. This is the place where God wants you to wake up. Well, you have to wake up to God first. If you don't wake up to God first here, you're not going to wake up to God in spirit. You're going to wake up to the illusion of what you think God is in spirit. Jesus said, seek first God and all else should be given. And God is here. This is where he taught that God is found, is going inside and waking up here to the eternal, to the true, that is you, that is dwelling in this body. You are the divine, living, loving essence of the Lord. And it's for you to wake up to that first. Then once that happens, all else is given to you. And what happens is, now the soul is free. It has detached itself from the mind and this body and no longer is bound to it. And it knows where its true home is and it immediately will turn upward and begin to focus itself towards God, towards the fulfillment of itself, of God here returning once again to the fullness of God. That's what this journey is about. And that journey is one of you waking up and having greater and greater awareness and greater and greater relationship with God. And the way you do relationship is loving. Isn't that the best relationship down here when it's really in a loving moment? Oh my God, you'll give everything else up for that loving moment to happen again and again and again. Well, that's what you'll do in meditation. When you begin to have a loving relationship with God inside, you will sacrifice everything, even time. You'll give up time and sit down 
and do your meditation because that's where you know the true is. That's the real. And that's really what you long for. So in meditation, realize it's as simple as sitting down and closing your eyes and just saying, I love you, Lord. It's that simple. And when something starts coming up and trying to get in the way of that, you go, no, right now is my time to love the Lord. So go away. I'm just loving God. And you do that over and over and over and over. Even though the mind keeps saying, but, but we're going to have a psychic experience here. We're going to get answers to all of our questions. You're going to resolve things. You go, no, not right now. I'm going to love the Lord and I'm going to open and receive God's loving if it's there for me today. It is, but you have to open up to it and allow yourself to relax into it. And the wonderful thing about all that is when you begin to do that, then everything else does come into an unfolding quality. And all those things you thought you were supposed to be having in your meditation, they happen in the day. I mean, I remember going to my first job and I'd be in my place of work and I'd be working and all of a sudden, and I would have done my, my meditation in the morning, just loving God and letting God love me. And then all of a sudden, all oh, this awareness. I mean, what do you think I've learned about the inner? Yes, I've been there, but the mind has to also get the information so that it can be in the body consciousness, and you can live it fully even while here. So while I was vacuuming or making coffee or getting the store ready to open, spirits just talking away, giving me understanding, taking me into experience, even while I'm vacuuming. And I'm writing things down as fast as I can so that I can retain it, that I can remember it. Because... For me, if I don't write it down, if I don't get it out in some form so I can look at it again, I forget it. It just goes away sometimes. Isn't that kind of like a dream? You wake up in the morning and you go, my God, that was the best dream. That is so real. I'll remember this for the rest of my life. And five minutes later, you go to write it down. It's like, what was that dream? Oh, my God, what happened? That's how it would be for me. So I knew I had to write it down right then or I wasn't possibly going to retain it all. But what I'm saying is that your meditation expands, it opens into your day, and all this other unfolds for you. Even while you're in the world working, doing things in the world, the Spirit opens up around you and in you, and you begin to experience a different dynamic of life than you've ever had. And you begin to understand. That's what I meant by when I told people, I can speak God's language. It wasn't words, it was experiential. It was an experience of something. And then I had to put it into a vocabulary that I could understand and say, oh, this is what this is, and this is where that is, and, and whatever. But it wasn't me searching after it. I didn't sit in meditation and go, okay, well, today I want to understand 
how plants grow and why they grow and what nurtures them. And is there a soul there? Or what is the essence of life there? Is there a diva? What is this? I didn't pursue that. I just pursued loving God. And then nature came and told me what nature was and how nature developed and how the soul moves through nature to have experience of that to its own evolutionary involvement in the physical. And a lot of the things that we share here, you're never going to find in a book. You're never going to find in a book. Unless that person who wrote it did it much the same way as I have done it and as Brian is doing it. And that is just loving God and allowing whatever God wants to give them to be given. But even if you read it in a book, it's still not going to tell you anything. We tell you stuff up here all the time. Does it change your life? Does it change your interaction with God? Eh, it gives you an awareness. It answers a question that the mind's trying to figure out. It goes, oh, okay, well, that sort of makes sense. And it lets the mind calm down a little bit. But it isn't until you have your own direct experience that you really understand, that you know through experience the truth. The truth of God, the truth of life, everything. Do you know that God exists? Or do you just hope that God exists? Or you doubt that God exists and you're just testing it to see? Just in case there is a God, I don't want to miss it. You know, I don't want to die and find out, well, God forgot me too. <laughs> I didn't believe in God and God didn't believe in me and so now where do I go? And I don't believe in hell, I don't believe in heaven, so where do I go? So keep your meditations very simple, please. And if you need to fill your meditation up with something, fill it up with a spiritual action, a focus. When I was a child, I had a teacher come to me on the inner levels and she taught me how to move in a very focused meditation and be able to experience in my meditation what it was I was focusing on. What is that called? Contemplation. What do we share, especially at the retreat? We talk about concentration, contemplation, and meditation. And it's an unfolding action. We learn to concentrate, we learn to contemplate, and we learn to meditate. It's an unfolding action from one to the other. So she was taking me from concentration to contemplation and through contemplation I went into meditation. So here's the tools that she gave me to do that began to help me to move into that action. It's a very simple action even though at the time I didn't know what it was really focused on. But it's going into meditation with 
a vision, a quality of awareness of something. I would go to the Bible and I would read a Bible story. And then I would close my eyes and I would just keep reading in my mind the Bible story over, remembering all the details that the Bible shared about it. And as I would do that, I would begin to move into the energy of the Bible story and move beyond it to get uh, an understanding of it. And oftentimes, I could actually see myself go, go through the page of the Bible and into the story. And the story was very different than what was written on the page. And I didn't really understand that at the time. But now I understand that the teachers taught in parables and in allegories. And so what you read on the page is a parable. But if you go in and beyond the parable and into the truth, you begin to really see the movement of spirit for what it really is. And that's how I gleaned a lot of information, both about the Bible and about the journey of the spiritual presence going from one level to another to another. So that's another action you could be doing that might help you to go into meditation and begin to move through contemplation and into meditation and take more charge over it so that the mind and the emotions and body don't take charge and run you in your meditation. And I bet some of you fall asleep in meditation. And if you don't, I would ask why. Why don't you? Because that's often what happens. We fall asleep. Well, what is falling asleep? It's going unconscious. So, in this creation, we have an unconscious realm. It's called the etheric. It's called the void. It's the unconscious realm. And at every realm in existence down to the physical, there is an unconscious level within that realm. So when we're in meditation and we begin to hold our focus on God, and now we're stretching our awareness, we're opening our awareness to greater and greater levels within our consciousness and within the realm we're journeying, all of a sudden we hit that etheric, unconscious level within that realm. And there we go. We're unconscious. But our soul is still traveling. Our soul is still experiencing. Our, still, our soul is still moving with awareness through all these different realms. And that's what we want to pay attention to. That even if we go to sleep, we didn't go to sleep. Not in the same sense as we might be judging ourselves about. Because I hear it as judgment often. Oh, I just go to sleep. I, I don't have any experiences. Well, maybe you're not ready for the experiences that are going on at that unconscious level. Or maybe you just need to move to the unconscious level to get to the next. Often I'll tell people, just keep meditating. And if you fall asleep, you fall asleep. There'll be a day where all of a sudden you're going to become conscious 
and aware and wake up once again to that greater truth inside. And then you'll realize you've just been journeying without knowing it, and now you've woken up to the other level of journey. And allow yourself to do that. Does that make sense? So going unconscious is fine. There's nothing wrong with going unconscious. And when you come out of it, pay attention and see, are you focused or not? A lot of times you'll come out of it. Hold on just a second. Could you take the conversation outside? Folks, hello. <laughs> Could you take the conversation outside? Oh, okay. I thought you were... <laughs> Well, she didn't have to leave. <laughs> if it was what? Oh, no, anybody's able to come in. No problem. Okay. So, if you're in meditation, that's funny, I love it. Spirit's just waiting there to continue the talk. <laughs> if you're in meditation and you do wake up out of a sleep state, pay attention in that moment if you can and see, are you chanting the name of God? Are you chanting the hue? Are you in that movement of loving? Do you feel that movement inside of you? If it's yes, then in meditation, you went into the etheric level of a particular realm and went to sleep because you haven't made your way through it yet. Now, once you go through that etheric level and get to the other side and start on another level within the, uh, the astral of uh, the next realm, that pathway is open for you to go through the unconscious of that level and be aware, to be conscious. Isn't that what Moses did? Moses took the Hebrews up to the Red Sea, or the Reed Sea. He took them through the land of bondage to that place that they had to move through to get to the milk and honey in the other land. And he opened a passageway for them. And that's what the spiritual teacher does. That's why you want a spiritual teacher. Because even if you can get up to the top of the mind, and up to the doorway of the etheric, and even go into the etheric, you're only going to go to sleep there, and you're not going to go higher. But the spiritual teacher will be there, standing there with you, and point the way, and put the name of God before you, and that name of God will part the unconscious, so that you can consciously walk through the etheric realm, or the etheric level and go on into the next realm. And when you get to the top of the mind and to the doorway of the etheric realm, the teacher will be there to do the same thing there and part the way. And you can go consciously through that and into the soul realm and begin to really anchor yourself in spirit. So if you're going to sleep in meditation, that's fine. We have no concerns about it. 
If you go to sleep in here, we have no concerns about it. <clears throat> because, now watch, everybody's going to go to sleep. <laughs> oh, okay, well. <laughs> but we just know that in that moment, you're traveling. You're traveling in a different way. You're traveling unconsciously, but you're traveling in spirit. And we'll actually see sometimes the Holy Spirit just come up and lift you out. And it's really kind of fun. Because the person down here will be going, you know, and they're, and they're, they're working not to go, but spirit keeps coming back and pulling them again, and then all of a sudden, there they go. Yeah, that's the next level of it. Because when you fall asleep and that, that etheric has been opened for you, you do wake up inside. Have you ever gone to sleep and been in a dream and then dreamt that you were in another dream? That's what I'm talking about. You're actually waking up from one level to another. And in meditation, you can do that as well. You can go to sleep in the body here, wake up into another level of your meditation, and then you might begin to go to sleep and wake up into yet another level of the meditation. And that's a wonderful thing to experience and know and realize that falling asleep is nothing but a movement of consciousness to another level, to another experience. So allow yourself that. If you judge it, if that judgment's going to get in the way of you having conscious experience beyond this physical level and get in the way of you expanding your awareness into the inner journey. So let go of any judgments on what is happening in your meditation. And if you go to sleep, that's fine. Let it be okay. And see if it won't begin to work for you once you make it okay. For Brian, when he meditates, he will meditate and he will focus and focus and focus and focus his awareness into one pointed focus here at the seat of the soul and chant the name, 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 chant the name. And all the time he's loving God, loving God, all the time. And then all of a sudden he can feel it. There's this movement that takes place where everything comes together and he can hear a sound. And in that sound and in that movement, he knows now just to relax, to relax and go with it. And in order for that to happen, the body goes to sleep. He goes to sleep. And he actually, when he feels that happening, he turns over on his side, goes to sleep, slips right out consciously. He knows he consciously leaves and continues the journey on. I used to do it that way. But now I do it very different. I don't have to close my eyes. I don't have to go to sleep. I don't have to meditate. All you have to do is focus somewhere in God's creation and I'm there. And it's fun. I like it. Because there's a lot of places in God's creation you want to be. And if you're down, that'll bring you out of it. If you're confused, It'll take away the confusion because once you lift there, 
you're above the mind and its confusion. And that just takes time for that to happen. Practice, practice, do all the time your meditation. Every time you do it, whether you feel like you've gotten nothing out of it or not, something's happening, consciously, unconsciously, physically and spiritually. It all happens. And the other thing that happens when you're meditating, God's grace can come in and be with you in that meditation because you're inviting it in. And if you're not, invite it in. Invite God's grace in. What is grace? Grace is a movement of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is that first word that God spoke and that out of that word came all things. It's that word, that sacred name, that is the Holy Spirit. And it is that first word that spoke you into creation. And it is that first word that is ever traveling with you on your journey of experience as a soul through creation. What you want to do is invite that grace in, invite that Holy Spirit in, invite that sacred name in to your meditation. And the easiest way to do that is just close your eyes and speak the name. In the Hebrew Bible, over 1,000 times is written the name of God. The unspoken name of God is written over 1,000 times in the Hebrew Bible. And yet, today, nobody pays any attention to it. And in the English translation of the Old Testament and the New Testament because they were never disciples. They were never aware of this teaching at a different level. They looked at it and they just decided to interpret it as the Lord, as the name of God. So if you read the, the, the Old Testament and New Testament or the Hebrew Bible and translate it into English, you might just read it as it's saying God's name, the name of the Lord, or however it might be, or the Lord. But what it's really saying throughout the whole Bible, wherever you see the word God or Lord, it is saying truly in, in Hebrew, it says the sacred name of God or the unspoken name of God. So that's the key to everything. That's the truth of everything. That's what Moses came. He was one of the first in this Western society to teach this to his tribe, his people. And it has continued since, but it's been forgotten in many ways. That sacred name is everything. Meditate, use that sacred name, and you'll begin to wake up. People who do this on a daily basis, one, they begin to truly have a relationship with God. And it's very different than what you might interpret it to be. It's not going to be what you think. And maybe it will be what, it's, what you're thinking. 
you know, we talk about sometimes feeling that sensation up here. Well, you'll see the purple light, you'll, you'll hear the inner sound, or you'll feel the sensation almost all the time if you just pay attention for it. Because God will reveal itself to you and you'll realize God's ever with you all the time. And what more do you want than that? To just look up and see God. To know God. To feel God's presence with you. Is there anything else that you need or want? If the God that dwells here in you is awake unto itself, and you're awake to the God of all creation, there's nothing more important than that. There's nothing more than that. Because this is all not real. Anyhow, you can be awake to God and still go through your physical stuff. A good uh, confirmation of that is, what is Brian doing right now? He's recovering from back surgery. But he is very awake to God, even right now. In, his, in the bed. You'll go, even right in the middle of the pain, he looks up and there's God. He can't deny it. He knows it's there. He knows he's got to go through this. So he's going through it. If you all knew how much pain he has gone through over the last oh, eight, nine years, and have you ever seen it? Has he ever expressed it to you? No, because he's ever looking up in the pain to God and God is the thing that leads him forward, it moves him forward. He's here to serve God, not the pain. So he serves God and he lives with the pain. And God supports him in that service and in that pain. It's a very different approach to life. A very wonderful approach. So I thought I'd share that today with you just to give you maybe a different focus on your meditation in case maybe you're wondering why it's going a certain way and maybe it's not the way you would like it or the way you hear it talked about here. Maybe that'll just give you a little bit of an understanding and and assistance in how to do it differently. And I've probably said all this a million times before but I'm sure you just heard it the first time today, right? <laughs> oh my God, why didn't you say that five years ago? <laughs> well, I've had people tell me that. If you had just said this when I first met you, hello, let's go back and get that recording. <laughs> All right. 